Hi everyone, we have a guest today on the podcast. I have Mary Smale here with me, and we are going to talk about all of the funny things that happen about the last month of prep. So before we get into that, Mary, um, give us a little summary of what shows you're doing this spring, how many times you've competed before, just give me a little blurb about you. Sure. I started competing in 2016. I was always into fitness and then started lifting probably about two, three years before that. Found a coach and started competing in bodybuilding. I love it. I'm doing the Chris Cormier on this Saturday, May 18th. And um, I'm going to post a picture of your competition photos when we post this episode. Um, And what categories are you competing in? I am competing in Masters 40 plus. Which is amazing that she is 40 plus. I have no idea how. If I look half as good as her at 40, I'm sold. And she's older than 40. Sweet. 40 plus, 35 plus, and my class, C class. Awesome. I'm so excited. I've been um, Mary's posing coach this prep. And it's been such a pleasure to work with her, and we have such we had such a good time in all yeah. of our posing sessions, yes. talking about all the funny things. I was like, you know what? Let's do a podcast. Let's yes. tell the people what happens about the last month of prep, because we both have competed our fair share amount of times. So let's start with like I think the first one that we started giggling about was during like the last month, like about four weeks out, is that turning point where you start to look really good. Yes. But you also start to feel really not good. Exactly. You are very hungry, and I think that you are very forgetful. Mm. No matter who you are, forgetfulness is a big thing. Prep brain. Yes. So you you have kids. Is yes. it similar at all to, like, pregnancy brain? It is exactly like pregnancy <laughs> brain. And I don't know where that where the correlation is to that yeah. because you're eating when you're pregnant. Right. So you're still eating during prep just different things less carbs maybe um I'm not exactly sure but yes prep brain is a true thing it just to me like I described it as like an engine working without a lot of like lubrication in there like you can solve problems but it's hard like you gotta like squeeze your brain and like really think about it and it just feels like dry up there right like I can't do numbers I couldn't count my clients' reps the last month. People have to tell you things twice, right? Yeah, <laughs> like, you're looking at them, and you can tell when you're talking to someone deep into contest prep, and you look at them and you say something, and you get like that classic stare back, and you're like, you know what, I'm going to repeat this one more time. Yeah, Because <laughs> exactly. you, you heard me, but yeah, that did not sink in. A classic one for me was um, parking my car, <laughs> and I keep going, well, is it my age or what? But... <laughs> No, it's prepping, but I would park my car literally in front of the gym, and I can't tell you how many times, I did it maybe three times this time, walked right by it, and it was literally, you know, I had a, I almost bumped into it, that, so that's how ridiculous it gets. Yes. Oh my god, where did I park? Right there. <laughs> and so do you, obviously, you... Even when you're not working out, like, I see you most of the time when you're just done working out, right. so you're, like, at, like, the top of your physique, but when you're, like, out and about, do people comment on your physique? They like, do. strangers? What do they say? Yes. Like, wow, you lift weights. And you're like, <laughs> yeah. you have no idea. <laughs> yeah. Um, and you're like, I wish I felt half as good as I looked. I think it's funny because I think the first thing people want to talk to you about is 
what they do for fitness. And it's like, I really do other things, but I do love what I do. I yeah. love, and, and bodybuilding can become an obsession or, you mm -hmm. know, but it's a passion for me and I just, I love it. But I think it's funny that that's what people want to go to. I know. They're like, wow, you look like you lift weights. Yeah, I used to lift in high school. And you're like, yeah. That's okay. really good. Yeah. That's good. Are you going to do anything about it? No? Okay, cool. Yeah. Uh, I'm freezing cold, but I wish that I had a lot of energy. Like, so when you, um, like, get home at nighttime, like, do you go and do a lot of, like, extra activity during the day, or are you like, I have did my cardio, like, pull the plug, I'm done for the day, see you in bed? Actually, I'm pretty active in the summer because I live in okay. town. So I kind of like to walk the lake and do things like that, but I really have to watch my cardio because, yes, in off-season I want to live heavy and want to have the energy for that. So I tend to not do anything like on the machines, mm. but I do bike and okay. walk and do activities. During the winter I do do cardio, though. I feel like that's, like, the best-case scenario, but for me I feel like I do the opposite. Like, I would do my cardio – on the machines for the exact amount of time, and then they'd be like, Camille, do you want to go for a walk around the park? And I'm like, nah, I'm too tired. I'll be in bed. I'll be sleeping. I was, like, absurdly proud of the amount of sleep that I got during prep. But I just, it came at the cost of my entire social life. I, well, you need the sleep, though. I know. I mean, I think part of what people forget, it's not just the diet. It's not just the lifting. You also have to sleep. Uh, Recovery yeah. is, like, just as important as the other two. I think it's the most important thing. Like, I lost three pounds, like, the week before my peak week. Yes. When, before that, I was just losing, like, a pound consistently because I slept for, like, 13 hours. He's just like, whatever you did, do that again. It's because, honestly, it's a mental thing as well. Like, with any sport, it's part, your it's your mind. So, and what did you do to train your mind to get ready for competitions? Because you obviously done it before, so you know what to expect, but did you do anything differently this time? Um, I think that with age comes a little bit of confidence, so that's good. I know I, it's for younger people. Mm -hmm. I tend to tell them, like, you just really want to kind of build up your confidence, mm. being comfortable mm -hmm. in what you're going to wear, maybe really practice your posing, mm -hmm. doing all the things that – thinking of all the things that you're going to – might have happened, expect those things, and what would you do yeah. before that happens? Because stage is a scary place. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, we were just talking about that, how, like, literally every show is a shit show. Right. Where they, they might even they might even say on their website what they're gonna do. Yeah, but and then you get to show day and you're like, people are coming out of the opposite side of the stage. What's going on? Right. Or they say it's gonna be a T walk and then it's an L walk and practice every scenario is what I say is the best. Your best. Oh my god. Ask, yeah. The best thing you can do for yourself is to practice ev every situation that you think could happen and have a good posing coach like you no. <laughs> someone that knows those things that's been through that that's seen competitions that understands it that it changes because there's nothing more embarrassing than a judge having to say your number more than one time and tell you to do a different thing or having you face the wrong way or having you turn the wrong way or right. not having you do something until everyone else has already done it like that's just embarrassing and it will call attention to you but not in a a well-versed way, like, not in a, you've been here and done this before, which I think is, like, a large portion of it, especially in the bikini division, like, so much of it, it really is just your presence. It is, I, I, I truly believe that 90% of what goes on is how you carry yourself, and they, they're looking at you right away. Yeah. And they're seeing how you carry yourself. A thousand percent. 
will define whether or not they actually look at your posing. Honestly, I feel like they're already kind of getting that in their head. Yeah, like, I feel like that's, I, that carried me through my last entire prep, was just, like, my utter confidence that, like, I was the best person on that stage. Exactly. And, like, I acted like it, but that, that, they looked at me more than because I had that confidence right away from the start. Right. And I, I think that's something that, honestly, you can't get until you've done it before. Like, you can practice and rehearse every single scenario. Right. And you know how to go exit stage left, exit stage right, how to walk, how to do all these different turns and poses that they right. might ask. But until you've done it, I just, I don't know how you would ever be able to, like, manufacture the confidence. Because I, you I literally don't know what's going on. So I would recommend, and you've done multiple shows this season. Right. I almost always do multiple shows, with the exception of my first show, which... I think if you're doing a show for, like, a bucket list, right. do one show, do it done, well, yeah. and be done, and, like, right. close your chapter of your life. Uh, or, not close chapter of your life. Right. <laughs> but just, like, move on and, like, head into your off-season, like, right. really strong. But if you are looking for a placement, I say play the numbers game. Right. Hit up a bunch of shows in different federations if you're looking for that, or hit up a lot of shows within the same federation, like, which is what you're doing. Right. Um, with the good thing about that is there's two things with doing multiple shows that I think is really important is a, the judges have seen you before and they're going to see you now and they remember you. Right. And they're going to, if they see improvement, that stands out. I agree with that completely. And people are biased. They like familiarity. So they're going to look to someone who they've seen before. Right. Um, and even if it's not the same panel of judges, that's a good thing, because right. clearly if you didn't get the place you wanted at the first place, the second round of judges might be looking for a look that you have this time. Exactly. So, I always like doing multiple shows in one. they're looking for that as well. They're looking for improvement. I mean, mm-hmm. obviously, you're looking for improvement yourself. That's why you do the stage and mm-hmm. why you go to the show. Why you do the show. I mean, most people. I mean, I know that that's, what I, that's why I do the shows. I want to see the improvements that I've made. And you're right. The first show... Sometimes it's kind of like a warm-up mm-hmm. because for me this year, it had been a while since I had been on stage, a little bit longer. I waited a little longer this time. I wanted to build some muscle and kind of had a longer off-season. Mm-hmm. So going into it, it was almost like kind of starting from scratch because you remember what it's mm-hmm. like to be on stage, but then you're like, wow, yeah, this is what it's like. It's so, so different. You're like, blackout. <laughs> yeah, you do blackout. I mean, I, I don't know if... Everybody blacks out, but I know that I I've heard out. it from other people that they do. I know I do. Like, I'm a, I, you were a dancer, too. Yeah. Like, you just, you black you out during performances, but that's what, that's why you practice. Is exactly. So that you don't have to think your brain can be unplugged on show day, on competition day, whatever industry you're in, is you practice. So it's so ingrained into your, like, muscle memory, your just repetition behavior, that, that on stage, it. it's just there. Which is why I make all of my posing clients smile when they practice posing because there's nothing more that breaks my heart than seeing someone on stage who competed for 12 plus or prepped for 12 plus weeks and they don't have a smile on their goddamn face i know girl you work so hard put a smile on your face like and like you said oh. it's about your presence i mean God. so people feel uncomfortable to watch somebody that's actually not enjoying it, yeah. smiling. I mean, if you're blacked out, you're going through the motion, but at least you're, <laughs> you're smiling. Yeah. They don't really know that yeah. you're just going through the motion, but they can tell on people that kind of just are blank. Yeah. Like, so. I had people come up to me in a restaurant, like, after a show, and we're like, 
were you number 67 or whatever? <laughs> they were like, you were so much fun to watch on stage. That's like, awesome. Thanks. I didn't win, but that, thanks. That makes it a little bit better. You're, you're an awesome personality. But that's, that's true. If your personality shows, I feel like that is like it's the so it much of it. It's the it factor. It's the it factor. Because everybody looks good. So, I mean, depending on what shows you're doing, mostly, if someone's going to get on stage, you would think they've worked, they've lifted, yeah. you know, they've dieted, whatever the case, whether mm-hmm. or not, and they have a coach, they all look, everybody looks good, yeah. so you have to stand out, yeah. somehow, because exactly. everybody's dressed in a suit, you know, everybody is tan. Right. So. Okay, so let's dive into some funnier parts about show day. Um, could you describe to me uh, the scent on show day. Oh my gosh, it's horrible. So we all look really gorgeous. Everybody's yeah. so glammed up, but you just these don't big want to stand eye- next to us. Yeah, these beautiful big eyelashes. Everyone's got their nails done. There's jewelry. The hairspray <laughs> hair is perfection. And you go up and you hug someone that you've seen on Instagram. Yeah. You're like, oh my god, so nice to finally meet you. And as you put your arms around them, you're yeah, like, well, I know. <laughs> Your body odor smells different than mine, and it's mixed with tan, and it's horrendous. <laughs> it is horrendous. Well, people don't understand. We've actually probably showered, like, the day before, more than likely. Because you have to shower on Thursday. Right. If you're getting tanned on Friday. Right. Or usually, it depends on your tanning. Yeah. You could have showered that Friday, but with shaving and all And there's the no soap and deodorant do. on Friday. Right. So you're sleeping in a thick coat of tan, yeah. in, like, I do at least four layers of clothes. tan. You have to wear clothes. Full pants, full sleeves. So it's hot. Yeah. It's Try not to sweat. <laughs> so you're sleeping in a freezing cold room. Did you have to sleep in a freezing yes. cold room? Yeah, because of course you're going to sweat. Especially now. Now it's getting warmer out. But yeah. Yeah. I mean, of course. I suppose. Yeah, that's true. I was in Duluth and I was. And you don't want to sweat your tan. And you think no. you're like, you go the next morning, you get touched up. So there's more tan. and Yeah. And your BO was just, just like been marinating overnight. And then mixed with the chemicals in the spray tan is like a very distinct scent. It's and so you gross. can't forget it. It is so gross. We used to spray like perfume in the air and just like walk by it. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, the stuff that we used to do like backstage just because it was really bad. Oh my God. I know. Or like when you're done with the show and you like step in the shower That's for the, the first, first time. Thing. I know. That's the first thing I like to do like right after you get back. If you want to go out to eat, sometimes I just need to take a shower first. Yeah. And I've even, like, showered off my body, but left my face and hair. Yes. Like, I'll yes. put a shower cap on or something, yes. which is something that I would actually add to my, like, what to pack on show day list. It would be, like, a shower cap. cap. Yeah. Just so you can, like, keep it all together. Like, you you did your hair for that day. Like, you probably paid $100 to have someone do that. Like, let's right. keep it for at least a night to get some more pictures. Exactly. And you probably, I mean, you're hungry, I know, but it's great to just shower off and just go off. Oh, God, it right feels up. so good when you're done showering. It's just like, ugh. I know. And what... If you're talking about what to bring, too, it's like people always forget, like, the towel thing and just the sheets and stuff. Yes. Because that tan gets everywhere, and that's why you wear clothes, so that you don't get on everything, but don't smear it as well. Yeah, so definitely make sure to bring dark sheets, um, towels. I have a full list of what to pack on show day that I'll post along with this. I'll link it below um, in the description. Because some hotels get mad for the towels as well, so you just have to be careful. Because that tanning stuff does... Stain. Stain. And it gets everywhere. Okay, so personal question here. Um, some women, when they pee, because obviously you can't, like, mess up your tan. Right. Some people will use, like, the little pee cup. Yeah, go girl. The go girl. I think it works great. 
Okay. You just have to kind of master it. You have to use it a couple times before you actually have to use it. Okay, so that's what I was gonna say. Would you recommend like trying it out like during that week? Like. Yeah, I think it's great because you can just you know wash it off and then you can use it again and again. Yeah. It's great for like randomly to go camping, Uh things like that, so that you know you can have it for that as well. Yeah, I use that. I use a go-girl. I don't use anything. I am a crumple to, like, pat, like, cut her off midstream and, like, just not get any water. I have had really good luck with that. God, you're lucky, yeah. Or, like, if you have to pee with your suit on, you just pull the suit to the side and, like, hope for the best. I've had that happen. Oh, my gosh. Have you ever been, like... I've had to get touched up. uh, Waiting on a bowel movement in, like, close proximity to your stage time? Have you ever had that happen to you? I haven't, but I've seen girls that have had that oh. going on, and that's a horrible thing. To Traumatizing, do. and it's so hard because you'll literally stress yourself out and like keep it in, and then you're dehydrated, so you really you want to, and you feel heavy, right. and like you're bloated, but you just can't. My recommendation is always to eat as early as you can the night before, go to bed, yeah, try to get as much sleep, but get up super early because you know anyway. Everything starts so early, like yeah. makeup and all of that. But get up maybe an hour early so that you can move around right. and get your body going. Because sometimes it's better to get it done before you have to go get touched up or whatever. Yeah. It doesn't always happen, obviously. Yeah, you can't control no. it. But that would be, like, best case scenario. Right. Which I've gotten lucky in the past with that. Kelsey, what is the funnest, uh, the funniest thing about prep on, like, come nearing the end of your prep? Are there any, like, just so comical moments? <laughs> comical moments. <laughs> Where you're just utterly freezing all the time, you have to wear a jacket in public places indoors, or, like, just anything that you think is funny about the last month of prep. Last month of prep, oh gosh. Um, well, you forget everything. Remember yep, we were talking. That was like the first day we were prep brain. Um, <laughs> see, it's annoying because you're like half my age, so. Well, here's the problem. We're both in prep, so we can't remember what's funny. Yeah. <laughs> Honestly, when we talked about this topic last week and we didn't write anything down, I was like, hmm, I wonder if she's going to remember any of the funny things we talked about because she's got prep brain going on. <laughs> oh my God, so many things. But usually it, it's it kind of goes around the whole forgetting stuff. Yeah. And it's really sad because, you know, I mean, like, I, I forget, like, birthdays and stuff, and it's oh, horrible. Yeah. Just yeah. everything. Yeah, I everything forgot my friend's, like, major surgery when I was in prep, and it caused a big thing. <laughs> I mean, it was just like, I, my whole world is swirling around me if it's not on my calendar. I think when you're consumed with, like, what you're going to eat, when you're going to eat, I mean, it's like a big... It lives it, you it, turn, It's your life. You, you, you turn, unfortunately pretty selfish which yes you, have you don't to. want to be but you do have to be yeah yeah, yeah. because it like, goes back to this is a true sport I mean as much as you know peeps, a lot of people I know think that it's not but it is it's like a sport so yeah. people are competing in a sport and you want to do well you do have to focus yeah everything on it mm-hmm. you have to dedicate if you're not ready to like put that on the front burner right. then you're not ready to do it, it unless it's for a different reason Right, right. Which but is when so you're fun. passionate about it and you want to do well and you've worked hard for it, which I know everybody works hard right. when they're lifting and whatever, but it is when your diet is affected, mm-hmm. all of that, everything, sleep, we talked about yeah. sleep, pretty much. Your okay, so what about the prep booty? 
Because I always think it's hilarious. Everyone's like, where's my booty? I worked so hard for it. And yeah. the off season is just dwindling away. It does dwindle away. But then the best part is when you're done with your show and, like, your body fat like distribution is, like, coming back slowly. Your body fat slowly coming back on. And it just seems like it's just all going straight to the booty. And you're like, my prayers have been answered. <laughs> I know. Like, a week later, you're like, wow, the gays. <laughs> five pound weights were what you were using for the last Because I think that months. some people, especially my age, are like, oh my god, why do you want to be like that thin and stuff? I'm like, because I'm competing in bodybuilding. Yeah. So that requires us to get this lean so that we can show we the definition yes, of we what we Yes, we don't stay for. that way. That's what they don't understand. I mean, is there a certain so point I mean, in your prep where you were like, this is the body that I want to come back to? Like yeah. the body fat? Like how many weeks out was that for you? Um... I think that it was probably about, hmm, let me, click, probably two months ago, two, three okay. months ago, probably halfway through prep. Okay, so probably like eight, ten weeks out? Yeah, so for me, like weight-wise, if you're looking at it like in yeah. a like, mm-hmm. weight kind of mm-hmm. thing. Stage I mean, weight versus... Right. Weight. I mean, I probably put on like in the range of 20 to 30 pounds. Mm-hmm. 20 to 25. From your last stage weight? Yes. But okay. it takes a while. Like, it'll take me, like, all year to do that. Yep. Like, I don't, like, a lot, some people do gain weight right away. I have, in the past. Yeah, I mean, they can wake up and, like, three weeks later, they're, like, 20 pounds more. Yep. But that's, I do it slow. Yeah. So, have you had any problems with, like, post-show no. binge eating or anything? No. I just eat clean. All year. I usually eat clean. Yeah. So my diet's always been good. Okay. So I have that going for me. Right. Because I think that then I don't have the cravings usually. Yeah. That that's huge. Oh my gosh. And I think it's a huge deal. I have ridden the struggle bus. And I know a lot of people that have that because they like to eat certain things and then what happens is you get those cravings and then it kind of goes off. Yeah. Once you're not told that you can't do it. Wow. Once wow. the show is gone. Yeah. You're like. Um, Gates are open. Exactly. And it's terrifying. And I get that. And I think people should, though, right after the show, I, you know, I read a lot about that, that mm-hmm. you do have a good 24 hours so that mm-hmm. your body kind of is, like, trying to take everything in to kind of do that. Right. And then you should probably try to get a grip on it. Yeah. I Honestly, I just had someone reach out to me this past week and ask me about post-show, kind right, of what right. to do. Like, I'm a little nervous about this. And, like, my advice was, like, it's really different for everybody, and it's not going to be perfect right. regardless, but I think it, if you're confident that you have, like, that you can handle 24 hours without tracking and you right. won't, like, abuse it and eat till right. you're actually in discomfort, right. then I would say absolutely, I think that's a really good way to, like, give yourself, like, a day and, like, just eat whatever you want that you're yeah. going to enjoy. Don't just eat it because it's there like I did. Right. And, like, eat everything in sight. But just eat the things that you want to eat, and then the next day, like, get back on track. But I personally... So I've done three different um, things post-show during the three different preps that I've done. So my first show, I didn't 
do have any plan. I didn't have any guidelines. Oh, I just hard. it was shows done, floodgates open, and yeah. I ate like a donkey. Yeah. For weeks, and I gained like thirty pounds back in the first month, and wow. that was like what I lost during the whole prep. Wow. It was awful, emotionally like destructive. Yeah, yeah. Food That's issues, a lot of kind crazy. Of fall off the, the defense yeah, I did. Show. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, and which is funny because I, I'll, the whole time everyone is always saying like. Your stage weight's not sustainable. It's not sustainable. It's not sustainable. Nine percent is not sustainable. But I stepped on stage at probably like twenty-two. Like yeah. that's sustainable. But I didn't think so because that's what I had been like. I had told myself so. I was like, oh, I need to put some body fat back on. Yeah. No, honey, I am leaner now than I was when I stepped on stage the very first time. Yeah. It just is what it is. It's a learning experience. Right. And then the second prep that I did, I had a meal plan. For the whole time, and then after my show, my meal plan was set to slowly increase my calories awesome. over weeks over weeks. Great plan, right? Yeah. No, I didn't follow it. I followed um, it for like a day. Yeah. Um, and then was like, well, the show's over. I'm gonna eat what I want. I'm a, I deserve this. Right. False. Right. <laughs> and binge a box, a whole box of cereal, like, uh, yeah. just a mountain of things that. It felt uncontrollable. Like, I stole my roommate's peanut butter and ate that. Like, it was just oh bad. It, it was just escalating. <laughs> and I could not get a grip on it whatsoever because I couldn't stick to the meal plan because I didn't want to eat anything that resembled my meal plan because I had been eating chicken and green beans and sweet potatoes for 18 weeks right. every day, twice a day. So I didn't want to touch that 10-foot pole. So I was like, well, give me all the other foods. Well, none of it had protein. All of it was sugar and fat. Right. And... It was awful, and I gained not as much weight as the first time, but definitely more right. than I would than I should have. Right. And I kind of ballooned up, felt terrible about it through like yeah. three months later, and then I got on macros for the first time. Game changer. It is a game changer. It just put the power in my hands. Exactly. I was just gonna say that. So I've never done macros till this prep. Okay. And um, I can't say enough about it. <sighs> Me like, too know what numbers you have to meet and I know people really kind of like the old time bodybuilding thinking right the bro diet kind of this is really looked down upon but I gotta tell you there's a lot to be said about people's body sensitivities my body's different than your body Mm -hmm. my age is different there's a lot of different things going on but I do know my body Mm -hmm. because I've lived in it right so I mean give give me the numbers that I should be doing and I'll pick the foods and I'll pick the foods that are correct for my body obviously you're gonna pick clean foods when you're on prep because the uh, the, the inflammation result, the opti- what you want as a result is to be stage ready right so you're going to be you're not going to cut that. corners trying to get up to stage right you're, you're not trying gonna to look eat good. a cookie and have it be like your whole entire day or something yeah you know on your macros People right are like oh you can eat a cookie or something i well, can if i wanted to fit, but i would never do that because right. i that would be one cookie for the whole day, exactly. and I would not Why eat. Why would you eat a cookie when you can have, like, four meals or three meals? Yeah, whatever, whatever it is. You, you know what I'm saying? Like, you're hungry, so you're trying to cut calories. But anyway, the macro thing's amazing. Like, I feel the sensitivity. My last prep, uh, two years ago or a year and a half ago, I had a lot of inflammation stuff happen when I was reverse dieting. Mm. Like, I mm-hmm. was trying to introduce foods, and because I've been doing this on and off, like, for a couple years now, um, my body kind was trying to like rebel mm-hmm. like I would try to put something in and I'd get huge hives oh my gosh it. and part of it I think is because 
of the typical bodybuilding diet. You eat Overexposure the same to the stuff same food. Over and over and over again. That when you actually have to introduce foods back that you want, it causes like habit. intolerance. Yeah, yeah. It causes intolerance. So like huh. doing macros actually, I think, kind of prevents that. You know, I don't have like a medical background. I I mean, I was a nurse years ago, but. I'm just saying in regards to, like, nutrition and stuff. Yeah. But I can tell you that I know that that's going to make a huge difference now going into my reverse diet when I'm done. Right. And for me, macros was awesome, too, to, like, listen into my cravings, what my body was yes. craving on a nutritional level. Exactly. Like, I craved fruit, like, no one's business my second prep when I was on a meal plan. Yeah. And I couldn't have fruit, and I felt like I was just neglecting my body by not giving it fruit. Yeah. So, like, when I was on macros, I was like, okay, fruit is good, and I'm going to yeah. eat lots of that. And I felt so much better. And, like... Felt like I was able to hone in on my yeah. nutritional voids way better tracking and macros. That's amazing, right? On show day, right? And you had those things. You put those back right. into your diet. Same with me. There's certain like carbs that I like to eat. For instance, they're usually rice-based, like rice cereal. Mm-hmm. Uh, randomly, I like those kind of things, like oatmeal mm-hmm. and things, and th- things that normally aren't in those diets right. towards the end. And I can actually bananas, do it. Like yeah. you said, mm-hmm. fruit. Half a banana, I could put it on a rice cake right. with my almond butter. You know what I mean? I never did stuff like that. Like, I was able to choose that that day. And it gets it makes it more exciting, too, to be able to, like, change up your diet on a nutritional base. Yeah, and and actually, then afterwards, um, sorry, going back. No, 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 okay, go you ahead, go. Go ahead. I was going to say, actually, I just do it day by day where I know a lot yep. of people plan ahead. But I do to it day me, by day. <laughs> it's kind of nice to be like, oh, my God, I don't know where my day's going. Yeah. So then I have this left, mm-hmm. and so I make things fit in there. Yeah. Like, I know that egg whites are always, like, protein, right? Yep. And, you know, like, if I have, like, a last meal, it might be, like, a random thing. Yeah, like, no. I'm, like, trying to make it fit, but it's always healthy items yep. that fit in those numbers. That's what I love doing is just, like, taking the macros that I have I left and, like, creating a fun, cool meal, Me something palatable out of it. Um, and so my third prep, I tracked macros for the whole prep, and then my reverse diet was... Um, we bumped up my calories, like, I can't remember the exact amount, whether it was five or 700 calories, like, right away the next day. Okay. But, and which seems scary, right? You're like, oh my god, I'm gonna blow up like a balloon. Well, the thing is, is bumping my calories up so high right away made it so much more realistic for me to actually hit my macros. Yeah. Whereas, if you tell me I can have 100 more calories after my show versus before my show. Right. I'm going to look at you and, like, beg for a burger. Exactly. Whereas if you give me a big enough, like, window, I can fit a burger in on my own. Like, it's going to be a homemade burger because right. I'm still trying to save all my fats. Right. It's not like the floodgates are open, but I actually stuck to my macros. And it was easy and my hunger was controlled because I was actually eating a normal amount of calories. Like, right. I wasn't in – I was still in a deficit, but it was way less severe. Right. Like right. I said, five to 700 calorie jump up. Like, that's, that's a lot. That's huge. That's two meals. That's huge, and, like, for so many weeks of having to not have that, yeah. Yeah, and crazy. so it felt like I was eating so much more, even though I was still, like, within my my, my mark, and that's I gained awesome. weight so much slower and more controlled. I had abs for, like, a month, well, maybe three weeks, but, <laughs> like, it was so much more controlled. Granted, I didn't follow my macros for my entirety of my off-season. Like, I didn't reverse out for six months. I reversed out for probably a month and a half, and then I went on my own um, intuitive eating path. I'm kind of a hippie, but I have put a lot of time into, like, listening to my body and really testing myself. I would track my macros that night after I had eaten all day long to see how close I would get. Because when you track macros for 
three years, you well, know what your food is. Exactly. And, it's and if you know the ratios. Too, you also yeah. don't want to be stressed out about it constantly. Yeah. Like, you want to be able to live life. Because reality is not everybody's a bodybuilder. You have to live in the real world. And, yeah. I mean, you can track your macros every day, and you can still go out and do right. things. You just have to, you know ask more questions, a little more work, a little bit more stress. Right. And try and eat. You don't always do research ahead of time to kind of look at the menu and yes. like it's, it's doable. I did it. Yeah. I mean, I absolutely. Remember, when I started with um when I started with Dusty who's my coach now, mm-hmm. um he gave me my macros and I just would go out a couple times and yep. I just would look ahead just like you said. A lot of things online now have mm-hmm. exactly what's in there nutrition wise. Obviously, he always told me, you know, add two tablespoons of oil mm-hmm. because they are going to stick stuff in even though they're telling you they're not. Right. Which makes sense. So I did it, and it works. And, like, I prepped over Thanksgiving and Christmas last year, and it was pff, not even a little bit of a problem. Like, it was That's just very tolerable. Yeah. You're eating things. You might not be eating it to the extent that you want. Like, the and amount. Like, Maybe right. I had half a cup of mashed potatoes at Thanksgiving right. instead of two. Right. But, like, I'll be fine. Right. And you know what's in it, too, usually. At home. Yeah. Because holiday meals usually mm-hmm. home cooked. Yeah. yeah. So that was nice to, like, just, it wasn't, macros is just so much better. Oh, my God. It's just, I can't get, I can't say enough about it. No, me either. Like, I want people that are, I've seen people fall off the deep end because of the fact of how strict their diets were and the fact that they had no control or no say in any of it. And they want that because they want they have a coach who's telling right. them what to eat. I get that, but there's such a difference to still have some control, know what your numbers are, but then still have a little bit of leeway freedom and freedom. The stress of that, believe me, it's amazing. Yeah, I, mean, I I can't agreed agreed. I can't say enough good things about that. And I would say for anyone that is on a very restrictive meal plan and they are going into their off season right now, um, I would say. Try to regain your trust with food again because it's right. going to be hard post-show. Like, I know I didn't trust food afterwards. Like, I thought certain foods were bad foods and I could only eat clean foods. Right. And you can come in. And that, like, I had to regain, like, relearn how to eat food again. And so the book that really helped me a lot was the book called Intuitive Eating that, like, retaught me how to think about food. When you're in prep, you're sh- not listening to your hunger signs for about right. the last, like, month. Like, you're saying, I hear you, body. Your body's telling you you're hungry, but you're saying, like, we can't do that right now. Like, yeah, you need to sit in the back. Yeah, go back there. You're in timeout. (laughs) And so when you do say, like, okay, timeout's over, the show's over, hunger come up, and then it's pissed. Like, your hunger is out of control. Right. If you don't give yourself, like, a realistic expectation for that. Sorry, guys. No, you're good. I agree. So... Yeah, prep brain. Prep brain. Well, that seems like a good place to end it, unless you have any other final thoughts. What's your advice to someone competing for the first time? I say find a good coach. I don't think that if you've never done it before, you're not going to be able to do it up by yourself. Um, Listen to your body. um, Listen to your coach. Trust the process, even though it seems scary, because lots of things about it is scary, Mm -hmm. you know? Like, like I said, it deals with everything in your life. Your diet, your sleep, your everything. Mm-hmm. You know? So, and um, if you are even thinking of it, I think it's a great way. It's age-defying. 
I think lifting weights is age defying. That's so true. I mean, I think that if you're going to do anything, you can do this way into your years. Yeah, and you can start lifting at an older age and then still do it. You don't have you know, to start so lifting when you're 20. became pros after the age of 45. 50. Yeah, that's so crazy. It's, like, it's a doable thing. Yeah, you can do it at any time. And, and it I would say. Time. It takes time. Yes. So stay patient. Yes, I agree. And I would say practice, practice, practice. Practice your posing. Even if your physique's not there, you can't guarantee how your physique is going to change leading up to show day, but you can control how your mindset is going to be on show day. Have a positive attitude about everything. Um, and be looking for best case scenario and be looking to um, base your merit off of goals that you've set for yourself and yourself only, not off of a trophy. Yes. Um, and then to practice, practice, practice. Like it is your job that you must practice your posing and everything about it. Um, practice getting ready for it. Yeah, thanks for having me. Yeah, thanks. Bye.